Hi, I'm Michelle Brooks. Welcome to Endo Matters. This is a podcast that helps women with endometriosis get in control of their condition, no longer letting it control them. I'll be asking you, the listener, what help you would like and giving you tips on how you can live a better life with endo. After all, endo does matter. Hello listeners, on today's show I'm going to be telling you a little bit about me, who I am, where I come from and why I'm so passionate about helping you, ladies with endometriosis, live a happier and healthier life. So I'm Michelle, I was born and bred in Leeds um, but then I moved around so much, um, including living in many places around France. I'm now back in the north of, of England in Manchester with my husband and we live in a house that's more or less underground that we built ourselves. We love a good project and we love to be outdoors, travel and see the world. So in my free time, I love to read, I love to dance, I love music, I love socialising and I just love being around people. I feel that I'm my happiest when I've got a, like, a load of loud music on, dancing around the kitchen, singing into a hairbrush, but that's enough about my antics. I own a company called Desired Physique. I am a qualified nutritionist. I'm a qualified personal trainer. I have a counselling concept diploma. The main part of my work is helping women with endometriosis and this came about from my own experience with the condition. Now I've had endometriosis most of my adult life I would say that from day one of having my first period, there were problems. Um, I passed out on the floor and I lost my vision for about five minutes. I thought I'd gone blind. And mum took me to the doctors and they just said that I'd had a really bad reaction to first day of my period. So time went on, on and on and on. And um, I had lots of pain throughout the years, pain, finding me passed out at school in the corridors because I'd fainted. Brain fog has got worse as I've got older, vomiting, you know, with the pain being so bad, just um, not being able to stop throwing up, you name it, it's just been horrific. Again, going back to the doctors time after time after time and just being told you have um, a low pain threshold, you've got bad periods and you need to go away and take a couple of painkillers and a hot water bottle. So some of the experiences I've had with condition are um, one in particular incident. I was having a really bad month and I tried to get to the bathroom and must have passed out on the landing on the way there, woke up on the floor. And luckily I had my phone in my pocket and I couldn't actually get up off the floor because the pain in my stomach was that bad I couldn't even walk. So I called my husband at work and I said, um, I'm really sorry to you know, have to ring you in work, but I don't know what to do. I, I think I need to go to hospital, but I don't want to go on my own. So he down tools, left work, came home. And by the time that he'd actually got home, the pain had actually allowed me to get up and I'd crawled to bed and I was actually lying in bed. Um, but obviously he was already on the way back, so I couldn't ring him to tell him not to come back anymore. Um, but he did ring an ambulance anyway and I got taken to hospital, got checked over. But um, what I find, and it's probably about the third time that that's happened now that I've had to go to hospital because of the, the pain, 
um, once you tell them that you've got endometriosis, they kind of not fob you off, but they go, well, it's just part of your condition kind of thing. And there's nothing really more that they can do for me from then on. So it's kind of prevented me from then when I've had such severity of pain of going back there and ringing the ambulance to get there, which is quite disturbing, really, because when you're in that kind of pain, you don't know if it's something else that's happened. You don't know if it's just the endometriosis, which I'm using the word just. It's not just endometriosis. It's severe. But, you know, you don't know if it's just a a part of your condition or whether there's something else going on. And, And that's a really sad thing that you get put off of going and down that route and checking it out because of how you received. And I'm hoping that with all that's going on at the moment with endometriosis being talked about in the House of Commons as something that needs to be regarded as a disability, that we are gonna get heard a little bit more and people are gonna take it a little bit more seriously. It got a little bit tedious. And at some points I thought I was actually losing my own mind because when somebody tells you for long enough that there's nothing wrong with you and you know in yourself that there's something wrong and you're not making it up, you start to question your own sanity. So I kind of have gone through all this and I didn't actually get my diagnosis until I was in my early 30s. I'm now in my mid 40s. And as I say, I started with symptoms of it very early on in my teens. So probably from being about 15 upwards, I was having symptoms of endometriosis of what I know now. Obviously, there probably wasn't a word for it back then, but now I know them to be endometriosis symptoms. So got my diagnostic when I was early 30s, and that was after a long time of going back time after time and saying the same old thing to the doctor, being sent away with stronger and stronger painkillers and other drugs that really weren't working. I sent for many scans, many blood tests, none of which could come up with anything until they finally referred me for a laparoscopy. And that's when they told me I had endometriosis. Now, you think when you get a diagnosis, brilliant, I know what it is now, what they're going to do to help me. And the answer really was not a lot. I got offered surgery, which I took initially. So I had three operations. All three of them, I would say, probably worked and gave me some relief for about three months. And then the endometriosis came back and I was in an even more severe state than when I first started. So I decided after the third operation of taking time off work again, of having to get myself through recovery again, even though it didn't take me an awful long time to recover, there was still that time off work. And as somebody self-employed, it's not really conducive with having time off. So I decided after three operations that enough was enough and I wanted something to happen and I needed to make that happen myself. So I started researching into how I could better help myself with the condition, finding holistic methods, finding um, ways to help yourself nutritionally, nutritionally. I compiled some data and started to experiment with things that, that could help. So after time of experimenting with a few things, I wrote a program for myself and it's what I've followed ever since. And I've probably been following this now for probably six years. And after that time, after it started to work and my condition got better, um, my brain fog started to lift and the pain reduced massively. I was no longer bloated because um, in the past, um, if I had a bloating, it would make my stomach enlarge up to looking like about eight months pregnant. I would be asked 
constantly um, when I was due, if I was pregnant. I mean, it's not a major issue for me, but I know that other ladies that have endometriosis, if you're suffering um, with infertility problems and you're constantly being asked if you're pregnant, psychologically, that can do a lot of harm. So no longer was I getting the bloating. Um, I was controlling that really well. I felt a lot better in myself. The PMT had really improved. IBS had, had become a thing of the past. Um, in fact, even though I do still have IBS, I don't actually tell anybody I do because I don't have any of the symptoms of it because I've helped myself with it. So all of these things started to really take effect and I started to feel tons, tons better. And then I decided that I'm not alone in this fight. I'm not alone in this battle of getting heard, of getting a diagnosis, of being left alone with no way to turn. So I decided that I wanted to become someone who people could come to if they had endometriosis. And with all the knowledge I have as a personal trainer, as a nutrition coach, I, um, I already knew how to deal with health optimally. But now I knew how to help with the health of endometriosis. So I started to niche down and started to roll out this plan that I'd written for myself and tailor it to the women. There's a lot of similarities that are obviously with myself and other women, but every condition is different. So if a client comes to talk to me about their condition, we obviously talk about what symptoms they particularly have. And then it's a real journey from start to finish, and it's not something that's going to happen overnight. I always say that you'll need at least three cycles to see any kind of improvement, because that's how long it will take for um, any changes in the body to help. When, we, when you're working holistically, um, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not like taking a pill and it goes off straight away. You have to work at it constantly. So three cycles at least to start seeing some difference. And that's why you know it's it's hard for a woman to start this journey because it's a long process and as I say it took me kind of five or six years to you know to start thinking that I've got something here that I can roll out to other women because it took me quite a while to get on top of the condition and start seeing massive massive change so where I would start is like looking at three elements of how you can work with it so with your nutrition with exercise and with stress management techniques the three working synergistically will in turn start to see the improvement of symptoms, regardless of what they are. So, you know, we need to then delve into what it is that you are going to respond to. And again, starting with um, nutrition, finding a plan that gets rid of the trigger foods that are causing you to have flare ups, that means in the bowel. and Following an anti-inflammatory plan, because when you've got endometriosis, when um, you've got more inflammation on top of the inflammation that's already caused by the condition, then the two are not going to mix too well. So following an anti-inflammatory plan and then monitoring um, exactly what you're eating and how you're reacting to that. Then moving on to exercise, um, following a plan that works around your cycle, not being too high in intensity at times of the month where you need to rest. And then using your energies wisely. So when you've finished your period, you generally have more uh, more energy. So you can then up the intensity of your exercise and start smashing out personal best because your energy is there to be able to do so. And again, that would be all mapped around your particular 
individual cycle. And then stress management techniques, again, this is so different to every single woman, but it's finding what will help you to deal with stress as it arises, knowing um, what causes your stress initially, so dealing with what's causing you the most stress, finding ways to deal with it, and then having those techniques in your bag so that once you get a, an unexpected bit of stress, you know how to deal with it in the instant. We're never going to get away from stress. You're always going to have it, but it's how you deal with it is what we can put in place to, to get to the bottom of it. And now, as I said, I've probably been working within this niche for about five years and I find it so rewarding. A particular client that I can kind of recall coming to me, um, she had been really suffering with the bloating aspect of the condition and she sent me pictures of waking up on a morning with a flat stomach to actually half an hour later another picture of her not being able to see her feet and so we we kind of looked at this and started with the nutrition and as I say I have a three-tier plan that I roll out to my clients and one part of it is the nutrition so we stripped back the diet and I looked at her nutrition plan and um, she'd been noting down everything that she was eating and how she was feeling. And the main culprits um, that usually um, irritate the bowel were, were not there. She, she was doing everything that, you know, I'd asked her to do. But I was like really pinpointing everything she was eating and really like homing in on what ingredients were actually in that. And it turned out that it was actually garlic, onion and peppers, three very acidic foods that were triggering this all off. And it took me quite a while to find this. But when, when I did, and she started to then take that as well out of the diet, her symptoms massively reduced. So that was something that she, she wouldn't have really thought of herself. And Initially, I hadn't either, but by her doing that food diary and me like really homing in and pinpointing it, I was able to find exactly what it is that she needed to do to get rid of this bloating. Now, this lady also has a very physical job and it, it requires her to um, dance around, jump around quite a lot of the day. And what I suggested that she did was not to do as much of this in the time in the run-up to the period if she could give out alternatives or talk her way through the activities rather than actually do the activities then it would be better for her condition so she started to do this and again um, she started to see the results from that and again this is from the tier three tier plan that I wrote and gave to her initially before she started working with well as we were working together so by Taking these things out of the diet, not only did she physically stop having the, the bloating, she also started feeling much happier and more confident. Because if you think that when you're bloated, you go out there and maybe the clothing that you choose, you're not very comfortable in, then she was starting to wear things that you know she wouldn't have ordinarily worn. She started getting more compliments because she was dressing a lot differently. And it all led to a chain reaction from me finding those things in her diet that she needed to take out. So not only has it like kind of helped her confidence and all the rest of it, it also helped the brain fog. So she felt that she was like performing a lot better at work. 
she was getting through a lot more because her clarity of mind was a lot better. And that is due to this gut brain connection that we have. And again, me finding what it is, what was triggering the bowel and triggering the gut. So her having this clarity comes from that very thing. You know, it's not just about the physical side, it's about the mental side as well. And, you know, she she said to me afterwards, um, if it wasn't for me, then she'd have gone on for years feeling that way and having these symptoms. So that was a, a, a massive compliment. And it really made me feel happy that, that I was able to help her symptoms and help her feel a lot better. For me, again, starting this podcast is about me further reaching out to other women who may have this condition and offering some support and some advice that maybe they can take forward and help their condition. Thanks for listening to Endo Matters. I've been Michelle Brooks from Desired Physique. If you have a question you'd like me to answer, please drop me a message on Facebook or Instagram or email me at info at desiredphysique.co.uk. If you like what you've heard and have found the information useful, please subscribe to the podcast on the platform you are listening to. Also, if you have enjoyed the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Endo Matters is recorded and produced by Strength in Media.